Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, passion for excellence. This is AutoLine Daily for October 11th, 2010, and now the news. Google is jumping on the bandwagon to develop autonomous cars, that is, cars that can drive themselves. The company that's best known for its internet search engine says it has equipped a fleet of cars with autonomous technology that have logged 140,000 miles driving on roads in California. Of course, Google did not develop this technology itself. It hired engineers from Carnegie Mellon University in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and from Stanford University in California, who participated in the DARPA challenge to develop autonomous vehicles. Those engineers worked in conjunction with companies like General Motors and Volkswagen to develop those cars. But it's good to see Google shining a spotlight on this technology. In fact, just type DARPA challenge into the search bar on the AutoLine website if you really want to learn what this technology is all about. Last week, I predicted that GM and the UAW were going to run into problems at the company's Orion assembly plant, and now it looks like it's getting started. But in a surprising twist, the Detroit News reports that disgruntled workers are going to picket the UAW's headquarters, not GM. To hear the workers tell it, they believe the union sold them down the river, agreeing to have 40% of the workers at the plant paid about $14.50 an hour, which is half the current rate for veteran employees. GM says it needs that arrangement to be able to build subcompact cars, like the replacement for the Chevy Aveo, in the U.S. using UAW labor. In an attempt to help alleviate range anxiety for its customers, Nissan is considering offering Leaf buyers a free car loan of a regular vehicle for at least one week a year. According to the DetroitBureau.com, the program is aimed at buyers who have to take a long trip but who may be worried about the range of the Leaf. It's not clear whether the rental would come from the dealer or another source. At the moment, Nissan is looking at launching the deal in the British market, but the company is considering the idea for the U.S. where range anxiety is even more of a concern. If you want to sell a lot of cars, you better have the roads to drive them on, and that's exactly what India wants to do. According to Bloomberg, Indian company IRB Infrastructure Developers has contracts to build over $2 billion worth of roads in the country, and it has submitted bids to build another 25,000 kilometers. That's over 15,500 miles. The government has set a target of building 20 kilometers, or about 12 miles, of roads every day through 2015 to ease congestion and accelerate growth. You can blame it on low fuel prices. People in the United States are just not buying the most fuel-efficient cars available on the market. According to Wards, for the third consecutive quarter, the average efficiency of new U.S. cars have held steady at 22.3 miles per gallon. That's 10.5 liters per 100 kilometers. Another reason? Commercial light-duty trucks made up a bigger chunk of the market this year compared to 2009. Again, these numbers come from the Wards Fuel Economy Index. Ford just released an SDK, or Software Development Kit, for Sync. The automaker is pushing software developers to build new or modify existing smartphone apps to work with its infotainment system. The idea is to build better connected yet safer vehicles. As we've reported, the first apps scheduled to hit the market include Pandora, a customizable internet radio station, OpenBeak, a Twitter client, and Stitcher, 
a program that allows you to stream podcasts like AutoLine Daily from your cell phone. Many more are in the works. In fact, the company is reviewing some 1,000 submissions made to its Sync developer's website. But Ford is being cautious with the SDK. The idea is not to have thousands upon thousands of applications because there's only so much you can or should be able to do when you're driving. And speaking of Ford, you know, it never really did all that well in the minivan segment and finally dropped out of it altogether. But it didn't give up. And now it's coming out with a new crossover, the Grand C-Max, that it hopes can appeal to minivan buyers. We'll show you what it's all about right after this. Introducing Bridgestone's third generation of run-flat tires with groundbreaking new Bridgestone technologies. Bridgestone run-flat tires offer improved ride comfort, lower rolling resistance, and improved wear while giving you the peace of mind and comfort you need. The Ford Grand C-Max is a crossover that's just hitting the showrooms in Europe and will show up in the American market in about a year. It's a three-row, seven-passenger crossover with sliding doors, much like the Mazda 5. To package a lot of seats in a compact design means it better offer a lot of versatility and flexibility. Here's the way Ford came up with to allow people to reconfigure the interior to suit their needs. To gain access to the rear, the bottom of the seat on the right-hand side in the middle row flips forward. Then the center seat folds, flips, and tumbles inside of it, leaving a passageway to the rear row. There isn't a whole lot of cargo room behind the third row, but you can sure make a lot of space available. All you have to do is fold down the rear and middle rows of seats. And then there's two flaps on the backs of the rear seats that you can flip forward to form a flat floor making it a lot easier to slide anything inside. Interestingly, the Grand C-Max is about the size of the original Chrysler minivan. Today's minivans, of course, are anything but mini. Well, it's Monday, and you know what that means. Another edition of Open Line, where you rule the automotive airwaves. Here's host Michelle Naranjo, who has some news about a special guest on tonight's show. I sure do, John, and thanks again for joining us on last week's show with your update from Paris. Integration of personal technology into cars has long been a topic on Open Line, so I pushed that blue button and asked Chris Prutz, president of OnStar, to join us. He'll be calling in to answer any questions our callers have about OnStar or in-car connectivity tonight. Join us between 9 and 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time for his part. Be sure to tune in or jump on the call if you want to talk to Chris. See you tonight. Thanks, Michelle. Tonight's dial-in number is 218-936-6581, and the PIN is 26410. And as always, you can listen live at AutolineDetroit.tv. And that's it for today's report on the top news in the global automotive industry. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.